and welcome to From Living in Silence to Living Out Loud. I'm your host, Tally Dolge, and I'm a mental health speaker, advocate, and person living every day with a mental illness. In this podcast, we will open up the conversation and give voices to so many who continue to suffer in silence from a mental health challenge. We will explore together some of the mental health and wellness resources, innovative programs, inspiring stories, frontline workers, and community collaborations that are changing the conversation surrounding this topic. We want you to be a part of the conversation by writing in and asking questions and sharing your stories with us. Our upcoming episodes will have a more of a conversational dialogue approach with some truly remarkable guests. But for us to get comfortable with one another, today I will be sharing my story in hopes that you too will one day feel open to start talking about yours. I don't mean just your personal mental health journey, it could be a family member, a friend, a coworker, a spouse, or a child. I know you get the idea, but the message is that we all have a story surrounding mental health, and every one of them is extremely important and could change someone's life. I can only hope what, that what you take from this conversation today is a message of hope and optimism. I want to begin with my lifelong relationship with anxiety and why I spend most of my life working in the field of mental health and advocating to change the stigma associated with mental health care. So I'm going to talk about a time that we all remember. In March 2020, as the United States was preparing for a shutdown and the grocery stores were running out of hand sanitizer and toilet paper. I was preparing for my old constant companion to return with a vengeance. That old friend was a big, huge dose of anxiety and panic, something that I've spent most of my life dealing with. We were told in the coming days that we would all no longer be able to leave the house for an indefinite amount of time. Things began to shut down and life as we knew it would not be the same. During this time, I heard from friends, family members, colleagues, and staff about the fears that they were experiencing. Most had fears and anxiety around either they or a loved one would become ill. Others were afraid of losing their job or financial hardships. I know you get the idea. So while all of us were preparing for what we were to call the new normal, I found myself, as I said, in a very familiar scenario, social isolation. And I wasn't mad. I was actually okay. So to give you a little history, I was a highly anxious child. I was born anxious. And then I became an even more highly anxious teenager. I don't mean just normal run-of-the-mill anxiety. So let me give you some examples. I had heart palpitations and sweats just getting in the car and going to the grocery store, or sitting in a movie, or even just having a conversation. I was always convinced that I was dying of a number of different diseases. I was afraid that I would die, that I would stay in bed all day just to see if it would happen. I would overanalyze 
any conversation in my head and was going to give myself a full-blown panic attack at the outcome of a situation that never came to be. These are just a few of the daily thoughts that continued with me through my formative years. This made it difficult for me to stay in school, have meaningful friendships, and go about life the way I saw my friends and family doing. And I was envious. I, I just wished I could quote unquote be whatever normal is. In my senior year of high school, it got to the point that I refused to go to school because the panic attacks became so severe. This led me to not being able to leave my house for six months of my senior year in high school. I was missing school at a rate that if I continued, I might not graduate. I spent those six months not being able to leave the house with the exception of an excruciating doctor's appointment or therapy. During that time, it was, as I said, excruciating, lonely, depressing, and extremely scary. But it was also a time of growth, resilience, determination, and finding pieces of myself that I never knew were there. These pieces would prepare me for a life that I could have never imagined. So to say that I was prepared for what we went through is, well, an understatement. And the familiarity was overwhelming. Some of the lessons that I've taken from my high school years were simple, yet profound. And here are just a few. I was so much stronger than I gave myself credit for. People who put themselves in uncomfortable situations grow and learn in a different and more profound way. I learned through the practice of cognitive behavior therapy, which we'll discuss in future episodes, how to retrain my thoughts. I learned that fear is irrational and can come on at any time, but it will not kill me, no matter how bad it may feel. I learned that pushing yourself outside your comfort zone, even in the smallest steps, makes the biggest and most impactful life changes. I learned that reading was so important and reads inspirational self-help books and I read for pleasure. I wanted to make a routine for myself no matter how difficult it could be, but it felt like I was reliving the same day over and over again. And I knew that this too shall pass, but to always bring the lessons with me forward. My panic and anxiety and the time I spent in my house are things that made me who I am today and led me to the work I do. I will say without a shadow of a doubt that I would not change anything. These are some of the lessons that continue to motivate me and help me to strive for more every single day. So this just brings me back to where we all are today. We have all just come out of a period of time in our lives that we could have never dreamt up or even imagined. We have all now experienced something that our brains and our bodies were not equipped to deal with. Too many are still dealing with it. And in many ways, so am I. And I will discuss this in future episodes. To be honest, we still don't know the lasting effects on what the last few years have had on all of us. The thing that causes me the most anxiety is the unknown of everything in this world, and that I don't have control over the outcome of everything that I want to. 
when you suffer from anxiety every day, you want and crave to be able to control so many things, but this just brings me back to the lessons that I learned so many years ago. And I actually smile. I smile at how far I've come. I smile at the fact that I can now help someone else with their fears and anxiety. I smile that we all have a moment to reset and how many of us have come out of this time braver, stronger, and more authentic. I also smile at the fact that we have brought the conversation of mental health and wellness into a place that it has never been before. People are finally able to say, no, I'm not doing okay today, or I'm not feeling that great mentally. We have come a really long way, but we still have so much more to do. This is why this podcast will continue to open the minds and thoughts to new ideas surrounding the topic of mental health and wellness. We will discuss this subject from several different perspectives with several different ideas, programs, and resources. Right this moment, we're going to have to take a break, and then I'll be right back. Welcome back to Living Out Loud. In the podcast, I will share things that I've tried along my lifelong journey with mental illness. My tagline is, drum roll please, okay, because I guess all podcasts need this. I go through it so you don't have to. Now, I know many of you are going through it, but it's our individual journeys that bring us to a place of acknowledgement on how we each deal with life. So. Here is a safe place to discuss all that mental health challenges encompass. Yep, I've been through quite a lot on this journey, and it's been messy, but it's been beautiful. And I want to share as much as I can with you. See, living with a mental illness has been tough, and not just tough, but exhausting. But in the same breath, it's also been my superpower and has kept me going. We will discuss the down and dirty and beauty of living with a mental illness. I'm not an expert, but I have lived these experiences. So I will be bringing some wonderful change makers in the mental health and wellness field to discuss a variety of different topics, and you will contribute as well. I personally cannot wait to hear your stories, questions, and ideas. Okay, so this is a perfect time to get into our first topic of change and fear, one that I am all too familiar with. Before we begin, I wanna read to you one of my favorite quotes on fear and change. You gain strength, courage, and confidence by every experience in which you really stop and look fear in the face. That's by Eleanor Roosevelt. Okay, so let me set the scene for a minute. You wake up in the morning feeling, let's just say, out of sorts. It's just another morning that you promised yourself today's the day. You've spent a majority of the last few months waking up each morning with the intention of finally changing the way that you, you, can, you can substitute this. Let's just say eat. So you prepare to eat a healthy meal and even went as far as going to the grocery store the night before to stock up on healthy foods. Your motto for the day is no fast food. 
You sail through breakfast without a problem and even made a healthy meal to take to the office and you're feeling so motivated and great. You even have a few glasses of water. Go you. You head off to work and you get caught in some major traffic on the way to work. So you pull into work and realize that you are about 10 minutes late to an all-staff meeting. After you slip in the meeting, you realize that your boss saw you slip in late. She then asks you to stay and have a chat. When you meet with your boss, she's really not understanding of you being late for this extremely important staff meeting. As your boss continues expressing her disappointment, your thoughts go to what you're going to have for lunch. Easier than having to focus on your boss who's now not an understanding of your situation. You forget the promises that you had made to yourself only hours early, earlier. You can only think about having a burger and fries that will comfort you so much more than that gross salad that you brought to work. That night when you get home from work, your thoughts continue to go to that burger and fries that you just ate for lunch. Maybe you start to say things to yourself like, wow, I can't even make it a day. You failed again. Why can't you just stick to something? I can't believe you can't even make it. You all get the idea, but you become your own worst enemy and in turn put a ton of self-doubt into your brain. Fast forward, it takes you a couple of months to even attempt to try again because your fear is that you will not be able to change or succeed in changing your eating habits. This scenario is all too familiar for me. And even if it's not for you, you can substitute the healthy eating with anything that you may want um, or that you find challenging to change. What things actually come up for you? The fear of failing seems to be the thing that keeps me stuck and that I resonate with the most. Living with an anxiety disorder has whispered to me more times than I care to acknowledge that I'm not able to accomplish something that I need or want to change. It is a vicious cycle and one that takes me months to get through. The thing that helps me to get through this is to understand first and foremost that we are all human. I need to constantly remind myself that when I try to be quote unquote perfect, that in, then just trying to be perfect backfires. I spend months in an endless cycle of trying, failing, giving up, and then trying again. Can you relate? But what if we were all kinder to ourselves? What if we explored what things in our lives may be holding us back to accomplish these goals? What if we actually became our own friend? I'm saying this because change is more than just willpower. For me, willpower does work in the short, short term. And then when I take my foot off the gas, I always go the other way. Yes, I, I mean it. I always go the other way. And I end up doing more damage to myself than I did not trying at all. So this time, I'm putting it out there. I want and frankly need another way of looking at change. So here are some things that maybe we can do together. And I love a good list. You're going to hear about this in other podcasts. So here goes. 
you can do one, two, none, any of these things. So when I hear my thoughts go negative, I'm going to question and reframe those thoughts. So if I'm saying things like, I can't do this, I'm going to try and reframe myself and say, I will try and figure out why I'm not feeling motivated at this time. The second thing is, I'm going to say to myself, you're human. And the beauty is that you get to start over, no matter how many times that may be. Number three is I have to focus on my own behaviors because I, I, I started to focus on my behaviors, but I need to focus on my emotions. So I'm going to do things differently because I've never looked emotionally at what I wanted to change. I'm going to think about other times that I've been successful in changing something about myself and then write those down. I'm going to keep these reminders of positive change with me. Change in the past has been so hard because I only look at the hardships of change and not at the positives. Number five is that I want to focus on some small wins and not on the full change all at once. Have you heard the saying, I bit off more than I can chew? Well, I'm the queen of that. So we're going to try something different. Six, I'd like you to keep a journal with me of our progress and not of the end goal. I'm going to write down my fears and then I'm going to write a second list on combating those fears. Number eight is that I'm going to enjoy the ride because usually the process is really difficult. Number nine is that I'm going to ask myself what I'm learning daily. And number 10, I'm going to enlist a close friend in understanding my drive for change. Okay, so after all this list, I want to look forward to us sharing updates and approaching change a little differently than we've been before with one another. I will continue to provide you updates and learnings on this for me, and I hope that you'll share with me yours as well. I think an experiment at this time is a great thing. With that said, we're just about out of time. I am so excited to go on this journey with you. Please refer to our resource list on ksat.com for mental health tools, resources, books, and articles. This list that I just talked about will also be available to download as a reference. I look forward to reconnecting next month. And remember, I go through it so you don't have to. Next episode, we will be discussing mental health in the workplace. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your month. Thank you.